And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch podcast. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister, Mary. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Ayo! And we're back covering Season 6, Episodes 11 and 12 of The Office. And that's Shareholder Meeting Yes. and Scott's Tot. The infamous Scott's Tot. Apparently this is the one we've been building up for for uh, the better part of a year. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I we we're going to talk about like, it. <laughs> there's like actually a contest online like for cringiest episode and this one won. This one yeah it should. Yeah. It, uh, it honestly should. Yeah. And we're going to have a lot to talk about with it. There's But first, we're going to go to the shareholders meeting. Right? Well, no, no. Actually, first we're going to talk about what we talked about last week. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. We're going to do the recap. I always forget about our recap. Last week we did episodes 9 and 10. Yes, double date, where Jim and Pam finally just give in, and Michael dating Helene is accepted by them, because he does this big opulent show for a birthday lunch, and he gets balloons and banners, and then he realizes how old she is. And for those not in the know, Helene is Pam's mom. Yes. (laughs) Um, He finds out how old she is. She is, what, 15? 58? Yes, 58. Um, And he basically just burns it all down to the ground and breaks up with her on her birthday. Speaking of cringy, Mm -hmm. I would would argue that that is more cringy than Scott's Tots. (laughs) That was pretty cringy. Because you're this woman who's approaching senior status. Who just got divorced. Who was feeling good about herself because she met a guy who's like very good to her. Who liked her, yeah. And he just made her feel like shit to the like to the fact where she's openly wondering if she's going to spend the rest of her life alone at mm-hmm. the end <laughs> it's pretty rough she's like what am i gonna do mm-hmm. i don't know i mean i've already been married i'm 58 i don't think they had our time.com back no. then. or oh was God. it silver singles oh my God. yeah i don't know which ones i get emails from <laughs> no, the best had to be when I would get, um, so my husband's half Filipino and I would get like the Asian singles really? emails. Wait, oh yeah. Wow. Did, you didn't like, meet them on, you didn't no, meet them. No, <laughs> no, I didn't, but I would get spam and I think it's like, because our phones Algorithms. listen to us. Algorithms, yeah. yeah. It's creepy. Asian singles. I yeah. didn't get that. <laughs> I didn't get, I get a, I get weird shit that comes through. <laughs> like one day I'll be talking about Star Wars and then my front page of Google is all like. What about Snoke? Yep. <laughs> it's like all these weird... It's yeah, creepy. The those microphones, AIs. The microphones do listen. Yeah, it's those AIs, man. They're always working in like, the background. Like I was talking about Little People, Big World. <laughs> and I got three articles on <gasps> Facebook, like sponsored pages. They're like, what did Amy Roloff do when she got married got engaged? Oh and shit like God. that. And I'm like, this is... See inside Amy Roloff's new house. Yeah, with her... Miniature countertops. I feel so bad for like her fiance is like what six foot tall. Yeah, he's like Steve Martin. So he's gonna have to kneel down. To he use does. The well, he kneels down to kiss her. So. Well, yeah, that's different though. But <laughs> I mean, don't like know. that's your house. I don't know. Maybe they'll just get those step stools or something. No, no, no. She is like her kitchen island is going to be lower. No, no, she's moving. Yeah, that's that, what that's what this article was telling me. She bought a new house <laughs> and she's moving in. Are they gonna re- redo it? I think so. That's the episode I was watching the other night. So a little people kitchen. Yeah. Which but is only dangerous. The kitchen. There's a lot of like like if you're doing something on the stove and you're a normal sized person, like there's a lot of crotch splash. Like it, <laughs> it's very dangerous no matter what size you Eye are. High level. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what kitchen and what size you are, it's yeah. always dangerous. Yeah, no, that's for sure. What what was the second one? The second one, one was murder, oh, where yeah. everybody's worried that they're going to lose their jobs. 
and uh, the company is going bankrupt because of a uh, Wall Street Journal article. So Michael makes them play uh, Bell's Bourbon and something. I can bullets. Never, bullets. And it's a murder mystery game. And everybody has their own characters. And it's all about the South. And uh, it's a good distraction. But Jim doesn't understand why. And basically, it was a good day to have two managers. Because Jim helped keep them, like, helped get the updates that uh, there was no update at the end, but David Wallace thinks they're going to be insolvent by mm-hmm. the end of the year. And Michael distracted the kids with a game. <laughs> the kids. <laughs> and uh, that's where we left off. Yeah. So that brings so no. us to uh, Season 6, Episode 11, Shareholder Meeting. Yes. And this is your baby. This is my baby. So now, guys, if you saw on Twitter, back on Earth Day, I tweeted out the picture of uh, Dwight as Recyclops, and obviously Kevin was very confused Had at no that idea point. what this was. He's like, what the fuck episode is that from? So, I'm very happy to be sharing Recyclops. Mm-hmm. So, Daryl. Daryl. Whoa. <laughs> Dwight walks in, and he's got, like, an all-black combat gear, like, football shoulder pads, hockey helmet. Spray painted black with um, a screen. Yeah, one of those revolving message screens across his chest that just says "kill." <laughs> um, and Jim explains that on Earth Day, uh, to bring awareness to it, Dwight started this character Recyclops. And in the beginning, in the picture I posted to Twitter, he's like almost like a hippie. Yeah, yeah. And he has a bandana with an eye on it. He's like, <laughs> "Hi, everybody. I'm Recyclops. Did you know that you could saw a milk carton in half?" And blah, 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 to use as a planter. And then it shows every year. And every different assistant, too. The receptionist. Yeah, Ronnie was in Ronnie the Ronnie was clip. there when Ryan was uh, acting receptionist. Mm-hmm. But every year, Dwight escalates it. To the point where some fictitious thing killed his planet. He came and, up with a backstory for Recyclops. Yeah. Like, Recyclops became, like, this Marvel Universe exactly. canon character. <laughs> but I love that, um... So, it's obviously moved on and on to what it is present day. And I love that Stanley just walks out and goes, Oh, is today Recyclops Day? <laughs> As Dwight is just destroying the receptionist desk. Yes. And he's like, I thought he was killed by Paludicorn. Paludicorn was awesome. <laughs> like, because Stanley was like, he knew it all, and he was saying yeah. it all dead, like, yeah. dead straight. Like, he's like, I thought uh, you were killed by Paludicorn. <laughs> Paludicorn wishes! And um, yes. then at the end, it's just Dwight sitting in the break room. He's covered, like, drenched in sweat, drinking a soda, and he just throws the can towards the wall and misses the recycling <laughs> bin because now he vows to destroy Earth. I just love the fact that there was this character trope in there mm-hmm. where he turned, he wanted to destroy the one thing he vowed to save. Yes. It was very Sith-esque. It was. Yeah, you know, like the Sith turning on the Jedi or it something. It was amazing. It was good. This was a good cold that open. Was a good, I, I enjoyed it. Now you it. get it, right? I get it now. It makes sense. <laughs> so next year for, Col- for Earth Day, oh, yeah. Recycle. I'll be all about we'll this. We'll do all of the different... Uh, Variations of the evolution of Recyclops. Ronnie was in one episode, and they dragged this woman back to <laughs> right? do this, this one two-second scene. <laughs> Cold open so to stupid. see her just just get destroyed. <laughs> so now um, we're back, and Michael is sitting in the office trying to decide and showing everybody should I do a hand wave, like a swirl, a twirl, and um, we find out that Michael got invited to New York City for Dunder Mifflin shareholders meeting. Because he leads the most successful branch in the company. Yeah. Wow. He's huge. Big time. And he's very excited. And it's because, I, I swear to God, I will stand by this. It's They are successful because he stays out of their way. Oh, he does his, percent. He does his own things and everything, but everybody is so responsible because they're adults. Yeah. It's kind of like with schooling, how 
teachers, you try to teach 30 kids all the same way, Mm -hmm. but they all work at different speeds. They all have different personalities and aptitudes. You leave them to go towards what they can do. Yeah. And like, that's, that's how you get the best results. And that's Michael focuses on himself and everybody has to find their own way and they're successful. Oh, see, I thought of it more like, um, you know, your first job, your boss is always on top of you Mm. and everything. And then this is like, Michael's like the college professor because the high school teachers are like, listen, college professors aren't going to be nice to you. Meanwhile, you get to college and like, I don't give a shit if you did the homework. You don't have to show up here. Just be yeah. here for the final. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the long and short that's of it. That's Michael's the college professor. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He's still getting paid. He's even got like the patches on the elbow <laughs> of his blazer, like some schmuck. So now um, Oscar is trying to explain to Michael the issues with the company. and um, As if he expects Michael to like air these grievances. And grasp. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, we could drop this, do that, blah, blah, blah. I didn't understand it. Financial jargon is not my bag. <laughs> but then uh, Kevin or Aaron goes, Ma, Michael, the limo is here. And he goes, it's a town car. Then Kevin, like a fucking five-year-old, oh my yeah. God, guys, there's a limo outside. So excited. And everybody like runs downstairs. The camera follows them running down the stairs. So excited. Oh, yeah. And Oscar is just like, oh my God, this is so disgusting that they would spend money on this <laughs> when they have no money. And he goes, what a bunch of boobs. <laughs> and this might be one of my favorite parts of this episode. Hmm. Michael goes, some of us like boobs, Oscar. <laughs> and Dwight goes, calves. All the calves. Dwight's all about like the, the calves. calves. That it, it was just such a throwaway line, but it was am- amazing. Calves. Cause he, calves cause all the way. Because he looked at the camera and nodded right. like, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, those calves are pretty hot on Angela, right? <laughs> Monkey. Um, she so covers her calves with her dresses. Does. So now Michael invites everybody. And the, the limo driver's like, seats eight. Seats eight. So now he invites Jim and Pam, and they're like, nope, Ryan and a guest. Ryan says he'll use it after. <laughs> and uh, so then it ends up being Dwight, Andy, Oscar, and Michael. And Oscar's raising his hand to go. He does. He he's, wants to he's go. He's going to swing his dick around and tell these people what's what about how yeah. Well, he are... says the stock uh, code yeah. is DMI. Dummies, morons, and idiots, which is what you'd have to be to own it. <laughs> and as one of those dummies, morons, and idiots, I want to give them a piece of my mind. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's just perfect. That's like owning Sears now. Morons. Um, So anyway, they go and like they're just being obnoxious in the backseat. Like, do you think anybody's had sex in here? Michael says that this is bigger than his bed (laughs) on the seat. Well, he sleeps on a futon. Yeah. And the driver just puts the barrier up, and you just see him look in the rearview mirror like, sorry, man. It's like you imagine, like, 14-year-olds who are going to semi, yep. and they get in the limo for the first time. Like, that's how these grown oh men Oh, my are. God, yeah. look, there's bottles of water in here. <laughs> that's how, how they're cool. all acting. So now, Jim tries to get Ryan to upload all of their Rolodex contacts into Outlook. And Ryan's just like, mm, if the company's going under, don't know if I should bother. And it's just like a lot of back and forth. And Jim's yeah, Ryan like, being yeah. some insubordinate dick yeah. and Jim not having the backbone to yeah. tell him off. Essentially. That was a much better way than I had Very to succinct. summarize that. <laughs> so now we're in the limo and everybody decides that they're going to try to give Michael like a softball question. Just an easy, and they're like, how do you run the most successful branch in the company? And Even goes, though Michael's not supposed to be taking questions at Not this. at all. The shareholders have, meeting. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious he's there to to wave. Mm-hmm. He's there to be the monkey. <laughs> That's basically it. So now, uh, let's see. They arrive at the conference, and this woman is there to greet Michael, and she calls him Mr. Scott, and he feels 
so important. And he goes up to the lounge with this woman. There's guards outside the door. Um, he calls them officers. He does. He calls them officers. <clears throat> and then uh, David Wallace welcomes Michael in. He introduces him to the board members, a former congressman. Congressman O'Keefe. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Andy, Dwight, and Oscar are going down to the conference room where this meeting will be held. This big convention hall. Yeah. And every, and you can hear them saying, like, if you have questions, please line up behind the microphones. And Dwight tries to get to the front of, like, every line. He's number three in line. But he sees an open mic, and he's like, oh, I want to be the first to give him a softball. So then he runs, and he just keeps losing his spot in every line he tries to <laughs> They should have just to. played the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. <laughs> like, that's all it was, like, in front of He just keeps, like, falling behind. Aw, poor, poor Dwight. But, um, so let's see. Oh, so then Oscar and Andy are sitting there, and Dwight is in line. And Andy is trying to Rally. encourage... Yeah. Uh, Oscar to go up and well, say something. We should also note that the entire time Oscar is just bitching. Oh, Oscar's bitching. Oscar he, is yes. like the spouse who gets... A, this is so easy! Yeah, they get like perturbed about something and they just beat it into the fucking ground like, Jesus fucking Christ. I, uh, these guys are idiots. Adults. No matter what they yeah. do. They're idiots. They're jackasses. You donkeys. Like, he's just like losing <laughs> his shit. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and Andy's just like, well, go give him a piece of your mind. Like, get then, up there and give it to him. But then Oscar's like, no, I can't do that and get fired. Yeah. And, and he's, Andy, yeah, I love how Andy, Andy's like, listen, are you going to tell your grandchildren <laughs> that you stood up for what you believed in or not? And you just, Dwight, like 10 feet away goes, how's he going to have grandchildren? <laughs> It's fucking awesome. Oh my god. Because it's, it's it implies that he was eavesdropping the entire the conversation entire from like fifteen feet away of a crowded room. <laughs> That's so great. How's he gonna have grandchildren? Like just a, like so innocent almost in the question because he genuinely doesn't understand. But that's how they're building it up is that Oscar's going to have this one this epiphany big moment. where he goes, he tells you like, "Fuck you, fuck yeah. you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you." Like <laughs> one of those. So now Michael is being they're being escorted down to the convention hall. And there's security, like, all around them. And Michael's impressed because the one security guard um, says that he once protected Nelly Furtado. Is that what it was? Yes. I, I rewound it three times. I'm like, that guy's talking too low. I couldn't make oh. it. It's like, <laughs> well, L.A.? What? Because he was like, oh, did you ever protect the president? This person, that person? The Obama twins? Yeah, and the guy's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the guy's like, we're really not supposed to talk about it. And then he just goes, Nelly Furtado. And Michael's <laughs> eyes, like, light yeah. up. <laughs> Which just... That just tickled me for some reason. <laughs> Man eater. <laughs> but um, he walk. They all walk into the convention hall. Michael's expecting to be like, it, like before they walk in, he even goes like, "Rock and roll." Oh, yeah, he's all jacked up. And they start getting booed as soon as the doors open. Their and heels. Michael's like, "What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Did I just walk into total heels?" Yeah, it's awesome. So now he's sitting next to David Wallace, which like David Wallace, I feel like this is like a high school movie where like Michael's the the geeky girl and David Wallace is the cool jock. Yeah, it's like they, like they took Michael's glasses off and he's beautiful for a second. <laughs> exactly. Like one of those things. They're like sitting at the lunch table while everybody stares at them. But then they're like trying to talk and he's like, I thought this would be a lot more fun and David. Now they're covering their mics and yeah. David's like, it was before we were going bankrupt. Michael takes his hand down unknowingly and he's just like, we're going bankrupt, <laughs> you think? And everybody loses their shit. Oh, rabble, rabble, yeah. rabble. So now uh, there's a woman standing in front of Dwight and she asks the guy behind her like, oh, can you hold my spot while I go pee? And Dwight says, no, there's no saving spots in lines. 
And she's just like, what's, like, what's your problem? It's only going to the bathroom. And he says, if onlys and justs were candies and nuts, then every day would be unto Duncan Fest. Did you translate that? I, I, uh. Unto Duncan. That's my. No, no. I mean, did you get the English translation? Oh, no. So is that. <laughs> no, that's, that's <laughs> just, the way I pronounced it. You just wrote down English. It. Yeah, I just wanted to pronounce it. Okay, but what does that mean in German? Unto Duncan Fest. I don't know. It's some holiday. All right, I'm gonna look it up. You keep going. All right. I just thought it was really. I just liked that saying. If ever, if only in just were candies and nuts. Unto <laughs> Duncan. Every day would be unto Duncan Fest. Um. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Michael is announced, and only Dwight, and I'm pretty sure Andy and Oscar. Oscar um, doesn't even say a thing. No, it's just the two of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're the only two that even like clapped for him. Dwight's like, woo! And uh, then they were talking about a pulp plant or something like that, and that receives more applause than Michael does. <laughs> and you could just see the disappointment on his face. So now we're back at the office, and Jim is confronting Phyllis for taking a two-hour lunch, and she says, oh, jo- uh, Bob took me to Capello's. I'm a little tipsy. <laughs> And he's just like, okay, you really shouldn't be doing that. And you really shouldn't be telling your boss when you're drunk. And um, she's like, it's basically she's just like, why? It's not like you can do anything. And he's just like, I'm I'm a boss. I'm a co-manager. And Stanley and Phyllis kind of just giggle. And he's like, that doesn't make you a boss, boy. <laughs> and Phyllis says like, oh, it's not like you can fire anybody. So then they say, he goes, who told you that? Who would you hear that from? And Phyllis, Stanley goes, I can't say. And Phyllis goes, Ryan. She looks at Stanley and she goes, I'm sorry, I'm plastered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm plastered. This is I the greatest work Phyllis. environment. The greatest I work just, environment. I just love Phyllis like, sorry, I'm plastered. <laughs> and um, so they, he, Jim takes a, ta- a tally of everybody and says, like, who here heard that I'm not as effective as Michael? Not effective, as powerful. as powerful. Like, he can fire people. Yeah, and every single person, or nobody raises their hand. Even Pam. (laughs) Yeah, and then he's like, uh, well, Pam forgot about it, Mm. but they, how did he say it? Like, who heard this from Ryan? Yeah. And Kevin, does an email count? (laughs) Yes. So everybody, and Pam is like, stuff gets says. I don't, I don't participate. It's word on the street. Exactly. So now we're at the shareholder meeting. Andy encourages Oscar to say something, and he explains how he's really good at rallying others to rebel, and something about the SATs, he got 500 students to walk out, yeah. but at the last minute, he took it because he's a pussy, and he scored a 12-20 and got into Cornell. <laughs> now, Dwight um, is trying to prove, or I'm sorry, David Wallace is trying to announce to everybody, like, listen, everything's going to go okay, we're going to make it work, we're working on the weekends, and somebody yells, like, you're all criminals! And Michael is like, no, 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 no. They should have not. just cut his mic or like oh put a my God. put a like a prop mic they in front really of him. They should have because he's like, they're really nice. These guys are not criminals. They sent a limo to Scranton to pick me up, a stretch limousine. Then I went to their hospitality suite and I had free food <laughs> and it was really good. And like the entire crowd is just like in an uproar because it's a waste point. of money. Yeah, they're wasting money that they don't have. Mm-hmm. So now Ryan and Creed are in the break room talking philosophically about do you really love her, man? And Creed's like, I don't know, man. That's the problem. <laughs> Creed's in love, apparently. Oh, God. 
And Jim is like creepily watching them through a window from the next room. Mm-hmm. And Jim's like, I need to make an example out of him, but I just. And Pam's like, Can you fire somebody? He goes, I'm not exactly sure. So even he doesn't know his it's own nebulous. power. Yeah. <laughs> but she, he's like, Maybe if I just yell at him. And she goes, I've never heard you yell. She's like, I've heard you exclaim. <laughs> like, hey, our car's over here. And now I understand the apple picking joke that our brother always says. Why? Because him and his fiance say... Always, I don't know this one. Oh, they always say something about apple picking. And I never really understood why, but now he's like, yeah, but that was apple picking day. There's no reason to yell on apple picking day. <laughs> it was perfect end to a perfect day. And I'm like, oh, it's just like... He, our brother would pick apples. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Pam is no, like really skeptical of Jim. But that's the Jim. joke that Jim makes. Yeah. So now, she's like, okay, honey, okay, She's sure. very skeptical. Yeah. So now at the meeting, the Alan, the CEO, announces that they're going to take a break. And everybody just keeps booing them. And as they're walking out, Michael's like, listen, we'll be back and we'll have answers. We have a 40-day, 45-day plan. It's a 45-day, 45-point plan, one point per day. And we're He's back just in making business. Stuff up. Oh my god, pulling shit out of his because ass. he lives off the applause of the crowd, and that's exactly. what he's getting. Exactly. Every time he adds something to this plan, people cheer more. They come and more. unglued, yeah. And then he goes, "And we're going carbon neutral." <laughs> and he like lifts up Alan, the CEO's arm, drops the mic, and he's like on cloud nine, walking out. Everybody's applauding, dancing. Oh my god! So now Jim goes to check on Ryan, who sits back to back with Kelly. Poor Kelly. <laughs> And he's, and Ryan's fucking playing Tetris. Yeah. And, I mean, granted, I know this is the late 2000s, so, like, they probably didn't have a lot of blocks on the work computers at this point, but for God's sake, Tetris? Hey, you know, he grew up in that time. I guess. The time of Donkey Kong and Mario, Super Mario Brothers. I mean, there's, like, websites that people can't go on. Like, I work for a health insurance company, and there's websites I can't go on. Like, if I click on Google, like, if I go to, like, look up a medical term or something, it'll block sites. And you're telling me he can download Tetris and play on his desktop? Well, maybe he's a computer guy. He did run. He was the youngest VP in company history. <laughs> With a Coke habit. Yeah, he has he has ways. Yeah. So then um, Jim is like, yeah, you know what? Um, I think it's pretty simple data entry. I think you could do it. And he's like, you know what? I think it's a specific way you want it, Jim. Why don't you just do it? So Jim is just like, you know what? I think the problem is that you're distracted. And that's where they cut that scene. Mm. So now we're back and we're in the hospitality suite. Everybody's asking Michael what his plan is. He's still riding high on that applause. And he's like, oh, there is no plan. What What do you mean? Like, this is your guys. Like, this is time to... So he, he made up a plan that the other guys didn't have, and then he's miffed that they're they pissed off. They don't have one. Yeah. yeah. So now everybody else is pissed, and Michael's like, you know what? I know a Mexican guy. He knows <laughs> economics as well as he knows bullfighting. <laughs> Dear God in heaven. So now he messages Oscar to present them with the idea like uh, that he was saying earlier, yeah. like, oh, dumping properties, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oscar's straight up terrified. He doesn't say a word. No. He just stands there. It's like, Oscar, or Michael, I did not want to do this. He buckered it. To do he this. choked. He, he munsoned. Did. He did. He's but, a munson. So we go, and Jim <clears throat> is walking Ryan in through the kitchen, and then he sticks his head out into the office. He's like, can I get everybody's attention? And he's basically just like, Ryan, welcome to your new office, the maintenance closet. Yep. 
And Ryan's like, no, listen, I'll work late. I'll come in early tomorrow. <laughs> I'll get it done. And he's like, I'm sure you will. As he slams the door in the maintenance closet for Ryan's new office. And everybody's just watching in silence. Like, oh. He does have he some does have balls. <laughs> so now we're back. And um, let's see. Oscar shows up. He goes into the hospitality suite. He is nervous as all hell. Sweating. And Michael's just like, oh, guys, this is my whiz. Like, he has some great plans, blah, blah, blah. And Oscar just, like, kisses all of their asses. Like, I'm sure you're all doing a great job and we're in, doing everything you can. We're in great can. hands. Yeah. It's like, you bitch. Yeah. He, just, he spent, like, the better part of three hours just bitching, bitching about these people. Saying, I'll give them a piece of my mind. And then he fucking choked. He has the he, opportunity and he chokes. He rolled over like a schoolboy bitch. bitch. <laughs> so now, Michael is like, um, you know, we just go out and we just tell him we don't have a plan. And the congr- congressman is like... What is this moron? Does this moron have an off button? And Michael is like, I'm not a moron. I am not. And what is his justification for not being a moron? That he has, he's leading the company in sales month after month. And he does all of these things. He's basically the only good thing about Dunder Mifflin. And then, like, everybody's kind of just like quiet. Like, well, he was right. And then he goes, you're a moron. Calls a congressman well, no, he, and board member a moron. He says that he has 17 Dundies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's won 17 Dundee Awards. So, no, he is not a moron. You are a moron. And that's when... You can just see everything change. We see a video of Mike running down the hallway. Yes, and he's like, he can. he's already had his limo ride. He can take the bus. He's gathering everybody as quickly as they can. And um, they're, they're on the run, back to Scranton. So now, the closing scene, we're in the shareholders meeting, and Dwight is finally gets up to the microphone, and he complains about the line, and everybody's thinking that he's comparing it to, like how they're managing the company like you know i can't believe how poorly this is being run and then he's like everybody's applauding and he's like you know why don't we have it like a deli like take a number <laughs> uh express lines and he's going through all these different things and everybody slowly stops clapping Cause they, yeah because he thinks like oh this will get it's like michael with like i'll just uh-huh. lie to them to get the dwight thought the applause was in the disorder of the line yes <laughs> Not in everybody's losing their shirts on this company. Yep. So, that was how we end it. Yeah. What'd you think, dude? I gave it a 3.8. Oh. I liked it in some spots, disliked it in others. Um, I thought there was a nice theme to the the episode, mm-hmm. but uh, what did you give it? I gave it a 3.3. Okay. I still, I really enjoyed it. It was nothing like crazy <clears throat> hilarious. Had a couple of good lines. What didn't you like? Because three point three, come on, that's low for you. I know, I don't like. I I can't even put my finger on it. It's just a feeling. I think it was like how stupid Michael got at the stakeholder or shareholders meeting. Yeah, it was like rambunctious. Like he got carried away. Yeah, I think it was just like any businessman knows what a shareholders meeting is gonna be like, and is not gonna just go out and make promises mm-hmm. when he has like what twenty people that work above him. Yeah, he has no idea what the they're line. doing. Yeah, um, I was happy that Ryan got what was coming to him, though. Oh yes, he did. He got his comeuppance. It's about time because I hate right? him. <laughs> I will say the Jim Ryan stuff was okay. Yeah. The one thing that I did like about the episode is it kind of had a common thread: uh, Michael's misplaced trust and naivety. <laughs> Because he really believed that the company was working on a plan and yeah. had a plan. And he, like, 
it dawns on him that these guys are just going by the seat of their pants. They're just trying to save their own asses. By having no plan, the company is just tanking. Yeah. And that's why he almost feels like he has to do something. But the other one is he has has faith in Oscar. And Oscar (laughs) lets him down, too. Because he's like, oh, Oscar, he talks a big game. No, Oscar's just as awful as everyone else on this show. No, that's what I mean. Like, it's a letdown that Oscar... Could have been fiery. Sucks. Instead, he just rolls over. Ah, God. But um, it was all right. Like, I think what I liked most about it was probably the shit with the limo. Yeah. I liked that a lot. I liked Oscar, Andy, and Dwight. Yeah, they were little, funny. Their little thing was funny. They were good, but otherwise, like the like you said, the Michael stuff was eh. Yeah, you know, like they always do this where like you get you get it and you're you accept it, and then they just push it too far with the yeah. character where you're like, this guy literally is a lunatic. Like he doesn't he doesn't understand the world. Like almost like he's on the spec like very far on the spectrum in a yes. way. You know what I mean? Like yes. the the social ineptitude is like unbelievable. And like yeah. I get it, it's a TV show, it's a comedy. It's it, Yeah, it's supposed it, to be over the top. It goes with the absurd. Goes, but like it's, so, it's like it does it to the point where you you don't enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. It's it becomes anti-comedy. Yeah. Which as we're teeing up the next episode seems about right. But uh so 3.3 and a 3.8 mm-hmm. for shareholder meeting. Yeah. Did you ever look up Erta Duncan Fest? All I got was thank you, which is Danka. Okay, so I know that. Erta Duncan Fest is a German Christian r- rural harvest festival. Oh, so, so it's a harvest thanks. Got it. So it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So candy and nuts you get on Thanksgiving. Yep. All right. Well, that candy, makes sense. If candies and nuts were only in butts. In butts? In just. No. Wait. <laughs> no, I don't even have and butts. It. If only in just were candies and nuts, we then every day would be earned to Dunkin' Fest. You brought up butts. That was not. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Sorry, guys. All right. So that wraps up that one. Yeah, now, Kevin. Be- before we jump into episode 12, Scott's Tots. Mary, why don't you put us over? I would be glad to. Of course you would. So, guys, as we mentioned earlier in this episode, we posted Recyclops for Earth Day back in April. You can find us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. We always like to send out our favorite screen grabs if we have any from the episodes, stuff like that. Um, Kevin will share random sports and wrestling stuff sometimes. <laughs> on occasion. On occasion. Um yeah, so that's the Twitter, at Bros's Podcast. You can also email us at bro, um, rewatch at gmail.com. And uh, as for finding us and sharing us, you can find us on all platforms except for iTunes, I think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe by the time this comes out, Apple will be on. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we'll put in the effort. But there's Spotify. Um, Google Podcast. Google, yeah. Anchor. Podbean. Breaker, etc. Position. Yeah, if you want, also subscribe to the Jenny Position feed, where you'll find us each and every Monday morning. Uh, they're shooting shit about the office, and you'll find other great shows like Journey to Infinity, Geek, Geek and, and Sassy, Sassy. and uh, Talk and Pop. So there. Yeah, guys. So uh, that's where you can find us. Share us with your fam. We would greatly appreciate that. Yes. Now, <clears throat> the moment we've been waiting for. I think Eric Ells. Our Twitter follower <laughs> has been waiting for this since he started his journey with us. A lot of people have been. Kevin, do you want to take it over? I will. Scott's Tots. All right. So the cold open is Andy going into Mike's office. And Mike is pissed off because he's been getting complaints about Andy doing baby talk in oh. the office. This and this made me more cringy than 
like later in the episode. Andy's just like, why? When you go yeah, on? Andy Zowie. My... Yeah. Why? And, and Michael's like pissed off. He's like, this makes it look like I hire babies. Like, <laughs> he's pissed off about that. But then Andy goes, turns it around. And he starts <laughs> praising Michael's. Uh, what are you laughing about? No, I just love how how Andy was like. Listen, things can get real adult real fast. Oh yeah, because he said if he says <laughs> he has a tummy wummy, yeah, it means it means explosive diarrhea. But he can he's, say that if you my want. My irritable bowel syndrome yeah. is acting up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love how he's like things can get real adult real quick, <laughs> and Michael's like terrified. Yes, like he's gonna shit in his chair in his <laughs> office. But Andy praises Mike's Elvis impression. And says that other people don't like it. He's just heard things. Again, word on the street. Yeah. And he goes, I think your Elvis impression is great. And Michael goes, thank you. Thank you a lot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and say, thank you very much. I'm like, ah. my soul. <laughs> oh, God, it's brutal. But that's the cold open. Now, the show proper opens up with Andy going into Jim's office. And he says that everyone has a case of the Mondays. And he thinks that something that could brighten everybody up is uh, starting an employee of the month type of deal. Mm-hmm. So, Jim seems game for it. Um, we see Aaron clearing off junk from Michael's computer, <laughs> and Jim enters. Mike says something bad has happened. So, Aaron chimes in with, like, an, oh, my God. Yeah. And Mike kicks her out for lurking. And as she's walking out, he says, I miss Pam. Yo, Very I, loudly. <laughs> and, like, she hears it, and she's like, oh. She just, like, looks back at him, like, so hurt. She feels like crap. So, Jim asks him, like, about the starting the employee of the month thing. And Michael's like kind of cool about it. He thinks he should win it. Yeah. But he's okay with it. So um, Andy meets with Dwight out in the hallway. And he says that Jim went for their idea. And Dwight turns around and says, ah, it was your idea. And then talking head, he says he doesn't want the idea t- traced back to him. <laughs> because in six hours, Jim will be fired. Oh, he's still plotting. See where this goes. So Aaron shows Pam an itinerary to look over. And on it is Scott's Tots. Oh, my God. And we see Stanley sitting behind her in the break room. He starts dying laughing. Oh, my. Y'all, I, I love it when Stanley laughs I didn't know like Stanley that. Hudson could laugh like this. I love it when Stanley laughs and they, like that. he does a talking head where he shows an old newspaper clipping <laughs> where a bunch of third graders, 10 years ago, Michael vowed to pay off their college tuition if they graduated high school. Oh, my God. So, like, Pam is, like, mortified by all this. And, like, just Mike like, walks How in. could you, Michael? Yeah, and he's just like, Aaron, cancel it. Like, don't do that. And Pam's just like, you can't just keep putting this off. You already canceled it seven times, apparently. <laughs> so Michael does a talking head where he said he fell in love with those kids. And he didn't want to see the system fail them. So he told them if they could graduate, he would pay for their college. And <laughs> he said it's the most generous, bad... What is yeah, it? I, I... I've made a lot of false promises. This is the most generous. Generous. <laughs> But he, he says he's a good news person. He doesn't want to be the bad news person. Mm-hmm. And he asks Pam to go instead of Aaron. Like but, old times. Yeah, and Aaron's like, well, I, I could just change your name on here, Pam. And she's like, no, you're going, both of you. <laughs> so we see Dwight. Uh, he sees Jim, Jim and Dwight meet in the kitchen. And Dwight starts brown-nosing him hardcore. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, you know, I don't mean it, but you can expect this 24-7 if you do an employee of the month program. Mm-hmm. And it should only be based on merit. So he gives Jim, Jim, he presents this anonymous, anonymous random data sheet. Yes. Where, like, everybody's assigned a random number, and it would have different things that they would be judged on, different yeah, criteria. categories, yeah. And he says, oh, I'll just run this by Toby. And Jim takes it, and he goes, nope, no problem, I'll handle it. He's using Jim's, uh, what was Ego. the word? Ego. against it, because Jim, you know, it's Jim. Yeah. So, um, where was I here? I lost my place. Oh, so Dwight also says there should be a cash cash reward, 
And Jim says, well, yeah, in an ideal world, yeah. it's not, you know. And that's it. Because the company's going bankrupt. Exactly. <laughs> so Mike and Aaron are at the school now walking, and a girl meets Michael, and she's wearing a Scott's Tots t-shirt. And they're walking down the hall. They see a room was named after Michael in his honor. Yeah. Like you're walking on a college the campus. reading room. Yeah. Yep. So they enter a room. And there's a standing ovation. And hooting and hollering. All these kids are like, yeah! Yeah! So a teacher is up in front of the room and praises Michael. And tells him the students have put together a thank you. Ugh. Which turns... Are you going to sing the song for us? Yes. Go ahead. Do it. Hey, Mr. Scott. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Make our dreams come true. And it's just that a bunch. Then there's a little piece of a rap. This dude does like a solo. Yeah. And there's break dancing. For a lot of break yeah. dancing. And Michael is like totally taken aback by it like all. He's like tearing up. He's anxious as fuck. So, uh, back at the office, Dwight is collecting money in a Kleenex box. Oh my God. And he goes over to Kevin. He goes, hey, um, you know, with the employee of the month thing, hey. we're going to... Yeah, and Kevin is on like a seven second delay, and like Dwight stops, he freezes, and then he just starts over again. And Kevin gives money, and uh, Dwight does a talking head where he says, "We're five minutes ahead of schedule." He's, this is his evil plan. So we go back to the school, and a female teacher is up, and she's ripping the system, but plays praises Mike because he's taking action. Yeah, and he's uh, being a dream maker. So a student stands up and tells Mike that he is his guardian angel. Oh my god. I was tempted to go into the drug game, oh, yeah. but I would always remember my guardian angel, Mr. Mr. Scott. Scott. It's like all heartfelt. And Michael breaks down and starts crying. Like weeping like a bitch. Oh my god. So back at the office, Jim is in front of everybody in the office and he's doing the employee of the month deal. And the winner is number nine. Andy has this chart. And he goes, Jim Halpert. And everybody starts, like, freaking out. They're like, what the fuck? Jim, you gonna give it to yourself? But I love how Angela says, oh, and a nice quarter of a thousand dollars. Why not just say $25 or $250? Because Angela's like, oh, you get a parking spot, a quarter of a thousand dollars, and there was something else. I forget what it is. I don't know. I forget. But it's another perk. Breakfast or something. something. And, like, Jim is shocked. <laughs> and he's like, what are you, he's like, what are you talking about? A like a cash prize? Like, yeah. there's no cash. And he's like, Dwight, what are you doing? And he goes, Well, you said in a perfect world, so I picked up a collection. Oh my God. And like, J- Jim is like exasperated. Everybody's like, rabble, rabble, rabble. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. So back at the school, the teacher invites Mike up to the podium to speak. And he, who here has done something stupid? And there's like a raise of hands. <laughs> and he goes, I have two. And then the bell rings. He thinks he's saved by the bell. <laughs> and the teacher just goes, no, it's a double period. And We're Mike, good. <laughs> yeah, Mike's just like, shit. So he says, tuition is important, but not as valuable as intuition. You know, like what having a knowledge of what's going to happen next. Does anybody have intuition? Yeah, nobody. Everybody's <laughs> like, what? He's just like, you're going to make me say it. And he just cuts it. He says, I can't pay for any of your college. And he says uh... he's sorry. Very, very sorry. Oh. And they explode. Like, you lied to us. How could you? Yeah, and he's like, I lied to myself. And he explains <laughs> that he was hoping when he made that promise that by the age of 30, he would be a millionaire. And But he wasn't, he wasn't even close. He wasn't even close. And then by the age of 40, he had less money than when he was 30. <laughs> and hopefully by the time he hits 50, it'll be all good. <laughs> so it becomes a whole thing. And he, he can't pay for their college. However, Aaron brings up like a roller, mm-hmm. like a suitcase. He says, online college is a good good alternative, and you can't do that without your own laptop. 
So I brought you cell or laptop batteries. Oh my god! And he pulls out fucking batteries after building up their. And hope. everybody's like, bah! yeah, even more anger. He's like, they're lithium. Yeah, freaking <laughs> out. So Jim's, you know, back in the office. Jim says there was a big mistake, to which Creed yells, "I'm not even sure Pam's pregnant, gang." <laughs> so Pam stands up, shows off, and she's like, "You know, everybody, like, how about Jim just picks the next number yeah, the next and we'll number go with down. it." And it's Pam. And everybody freaks out again. Yep. And Pam's like, you know, I don't miss any days. I've doubled my sales. <laughs> to which Andy says, what, from two to four? And we just get like a half second talking head. It's a famous gif yep. of Pam just going, yup. <laughs> just owning it. So all of a sudden a cake arrives. And it's got and it's Jim- a Wegmans cake. That's right. Keeping it local. And Jim, it's Jim's face. It's like a glamour shot of Jim. It says it could only be you. So, like, Jim is just even more like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. This is, like, the worst thing. So, Dwight Dwight is is in the mastermind. Dwight is in the office, or in the warehouse right now. And he's calling Wallace. And he's doing it as Kevin Malone. Oh, my God. The method acting here. This is Stanley Hudson. And then my favorite, this is Toby Flenderson. But I love how he's, like... Every single one of them, he has a different method going on. Oh, yeah. With Toby, he's, like, rubbing he, his head yeah, like a monkey. Yeah, he's, like, rubbing his head. He's sitting down, like, in a, like, fetal position yeah. almost. And he's like, this is Toby Flunderson. Things are getting really crazy down here. Jim's having us give money to Pam. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fucking thing. A whole fucking thing. Um, so, Michael, we see Michael and Aaron leaving the school now. And the one kid runs out, the kid who did his rap solo, his yes. aria. And he asks him, like, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. what is your problem? Like, dude. And Mike feels, like, super guilty and offers to pay for his books. And he says, it's $1,000. And Mike's like, oh, $200 a year? That's not bad. He's like, no, $1,000 every year. Yeah, which, that's by the bullshit. Way, which, by the way. That's co- a semester. I don't think there's college books anymore. I think everything's, like, on iPads and yeah. shit, probably. When I was in school, back in my day. Same here, dude. I'm want, only three years younger than you. Do you want to hear the biggest uh, school book rape of all time? Oh, go ahead, because I'll I'll do you one better, I think. Go ahead. So, I took French every year of high school. Mm-hmm. I was very good at French. I've lost my way. It's not like riding a bike. <laughs> if you don't stay in practice, you lose it. I can understand some things, like un sac a dos. And un douche, okay. which is shower. Yes. We all douche here. My God. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. So I only had to take like one semester of yeah. French in college. And so I go in and, you know, they have this. I, uh, online, I was like, these books, like everybody's selling this big thing. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just go to the bookstore. So I go to the bookstore on campus. And it's this big shrink-wrapped pile of books. There's like... 15 books, CD-ROMs for listening, like DVDs and dictionaries, all this fucking bullshit. And it was $650. For one class. Well, I look at it, I go, this is for the full, like, two years of French. I'm like, I only need, like, three of these. Can I buy, because I couldn't find them online separately. I'm like, Uh. can I get these separately? And No, I had to buy the whole fucking thing. The thing is... After the semester was over, I come back. Oh no, it's open now. We we'd have to. We'd only give you like twenty five bucks for. I'm like, fuck you. You're dead. Like <laughs> I almost torched the campus bookstore, that <laughs> and like nobody because they change editions every year yeah. for what you want. So like even if I did sell them, somebody would be like, oh no, it's not what I need. They'd haggle me down to yeah. twenty dollars. Ah, uh, that was the worst. That that's money I'll never see again. Yeah. 
No, it's funny because I actually just had a Facebook memory pop up because school is ending now. And it was, I love when I spend $500 on books for a semester and go to sell back and get $3 for my return. Oh my God, it is the worst. It, college $3. is the worst investment. I'm like, I could sell these for fucking fire. Oh, like firewood. Firewood. And yeah. I would make more than $3. That's, I actually ended up burning a lot of college books. I shit you <laughs> not, like I couldn't resell them. I yeah. burned them. All of my old notebooks and that, I'm like... I don't need to know about medieval history. I have a fucking library of books. Burn. Yep. Like, it... College, okay, if there's any teenagers out there listening, and you've been dicked over by... Go for a trade, guys. It's so much better. Be a welder. Be a gar... Not a garbage man. What am I saying? A carpenter. Yeah. Uh, an Plumber. Ele- electrician. Be something like that. Because people are in need. Be a fucking farmer. I wish that I could, like, open an orchard. <laughs> And like honestly, like don't go to college because chances are you're going to get fucked. Yeah, no. Mike Rowe, and has, not, Mike Rowe, has not at a sorority it. house either. That's yeah, not going to be a good one. There's not going to be a happy ending. <laughs> There's going to be a climax. Unless, oh my god, <laughs> it's horrible. Unless you're going for like the medical field, something that is like business. super specific. If yeah, you're like going accounting. for if you're going for oceanography. Or something yeah. like that, or veterinarian, or something like that. Yeah, that's it, understandable. Don't go but... for a liberal arts degree. No. Don't go for something like uh, health and human development, or something hey, like that. Hey, that's social working. <laughs> yes. It just didn't pay enough for me to pay my bills after <laughs> exactly. college. Don't go for any of that shit. Arts and letters, or don't go for sculpting. Whatever. Liberal arts is yeah. my favorite. Yeah, don't go for that. It's like, shit. what the fuck do you even do with a liberal arts degree? You're better off just going and going for two years and getting a degree in. Radiology or something. Yeah. Honestly. No, that's the biggest thing that we can probably give you. If we want to give real life lessons on this podcast, we don't give many. Once, no. This is it. This is it, guys. If you're young enough, turn that boat around. <laughs> you still have time. So. Anyway. Michael <laughs> writes four <laughs> checks dated one year apart, and he give for a thousand dollars. He gives them to the guy. And he says, call me before you cash any of these. I, I have monies to move around. And the kid's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> so, um... We're we, driving home. No, no. We're oh. back at the office. Oh. And Jim gets a call from David Wallace, who... Oh, right on comes schedule. In, comes in fucking hot. hot. So Jim shuts the door. Of course, we can still hear it because yeah. the mic... We Apparently, the mic only doesn't work in hospitals for some reason. <laughs> but, um... He starts reaming him about everything. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell's wrong with you? What's going on up there? You're collecting money and giving yeah. it to your wife? Like, yeah. <laughs> this whole thing. And Dwight, we see, has the pin recorder that he put in Jim's office. <laughs> and he's listening. And eventually, Wallace calms down and apologizes. Yeah. Like, you know, there's just a lot going on, Jim. You know I know you're doing a great job. And he just ends it with, we're still on for dinner this weekend. And Dwight's just like, no! I did my best! So he freaks out. Uh, now we see Mike and Aaron driving home from the disaster. Mm-hmm. She's singing the, hey, Mr. Scott, what, what you, you going to do? do? What you going to do? Make a dream come true. She's singing that. And Michael's like all despondent staring out the door. <laughs> and she tries picking him up, but he's pissy. And she says that the principal said their graduation rate for that class is like 30% higher than the others. Yeah. Like, 90% of Scott's tots actually are going to graduate. Yeah, and she's like, you know, maybe you made a difference that way that you... Told like told these kids that education is a good thing. Yeah. And Mike tells her like Mike kind of softens. He tells her that she's doing a great job. Yeah. And he asks her what she wants out of this job, and she's like, "Well, I thought accounting, but like I don't. I'm not bad. I'm not good at math. I'm like, oh, I, re- I, I feel you. There, I feel girl. that one uh, totally. 
And he, Michael tells a story about how Kevin was applying to be a warehouse worker. And he's like, I just had a good feeling about him, so I made him an accountant. That's amazing. It makes so, it's so great. So then, like, they're, like, cool together, and they start singing the Mr. Scott song on the mm-hmm. way home. So the ending of the episode, everybody's leaving the office, and it's just Dwight. Dwight's, like, still, like, shell-shocked yeah. that, like, Jim got away. And Ryan comes up to him, and he went, wants in on Dwight's diabolical plan. And Dwight's like, what, what are you talking about? He goes... He holds up a thing of paper. It looks like a manuscript. Yeah, and it just says, Dwight's... My Diabolical Plan by by Dwight Dwight K. Schrute. He's like, I found it in the copier tray. (laughs) And he's like, I want to take down Jim Halper. So they shake hands and they are a new alliance. Yep. And that's the end of the show. So, Bear, what do you got? Okay. What you got for this one? I want your opinion before I give mine. So... You're the the longtime fan who has seen this episode. It is. So... Guys, I'm not going to lie. I I haven't watched this episode in a very long time because I just remember the first time I watched it. You get that um, secondhand, like, embarrassment, like, anxiety from what... At least I do. Okay. Like, watching somebody else go through something like oh, that, okay, yeah, it yeah. makes me feel like, oh, God, my chest hurts. I don't want to do it. It makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, I... I tr- I haven't watched it in a while, and I kind of knew going in, like, oh, God, this is going to make me feel uneasy, but I knew I had to be strong and get through it. I was so wrong. I gave this episode a four. Oh, Jesus. I thought it was everything from, I forgot entirely about the Employer of the Month stuff. I thought that there was so much more Michael Scott and Scott's Todd stuff in it, and I'm... I'm sad that I shied away from this episode for so many years. Four? I I gave it a four because I really enjoyed the Employee of the Month stuff. Like, Did Dwight you? plotting all of that out and then feigning, like, oh my god, Jim, what are you talking about? And Jim's like, this was your idea. And Andy's like, excuse me, it was my idea. Yeah, because yeah, Dwight got him convinced that it was his. Yeah. But the episode overall really wasn't as cringy as I remember. And Michael... While, yes, did he fuck up? Absolutely. But at the end, he owned up to it. He was forced to, but he still did it. Because he could have just gave these people the runaround. He did it's not everything like he, he sees could. Them. It's not like he sees them day to day, though. But he finally did go. Granted, yes, Pam forced him to. Canceled seven times. Yeah, but he could have just said like to the kids, like he didn't have to do it in front of them all. You know what I mean? He could have done he was all of his into glory. doing it. Yeah, but he could have done all of his glory and then just never did anything. Um, but, it, I mean, it's still cringy. But I don't think going forward that this is going to be one that I'm going to skip. I gave it two. Wow! And there's a few reasons. And one of them last week we touched upon. Has it really been ten years? <laughs> at, at the end of last week's episode when you brought it up. And we had a, like a short discussion about it, and mm-hmm. it's kind of what I thought. This episode exists for no other reason than to be cringy. Yeah. This, especially because I watched the two episodes after this, this exists in its own vacuum. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with what else is going on in Dunder Mifflin world or in the characters' lives. They wrote this episode strictly to be. They're like, what's the worst thing we can do with Michael Scott short of having him kill someone? 
And like this is what they came Let's up promise with. Promise a bunch of eight year olds. He lied to a, yeah. He lied to a bunch of city kids about paying for their college. Yeah, essentially, and it. I didn't find any humor as much in seeing the same thing happen to Jim. It was cringe on two sides, and mm-hmm. it wasn't that entertaining. It it existed just to see how unfunny and how uncomfortable they could make the viewer. I agree with the uncomfortable how uncomfortable can they push it but i still think it, there were funny things i'm not uh, i don't know i i laughed a lot more than i expected to i expected to like want to be under a cover and not like look at the tv while watching these and i actually laughed a lot more than i, I thought i, I laughed at one part do you know what it was kevin's delayed hey. kevin's delayed hey <laughs> was the only thing that got like a legitimate like oh shit that was hilarious gang i'm starting to think pammy's not pregnant that was a good line, actually. Cause so... <laughs> and Kevin applied for the warehouse, but yeah. he's an accountant? But, like, overall, like, the only person likable in this episode, I swear to God... Is Jim? No. And that's I why you don't like I was going to say Aaron. Oh. <laughs> Aaron's the only likable person. She's God, someone who's trying to, She's trying to do her <laughs> job, and she's trying her best, and she's, like, bubbly and, like, yeah. positive person. Like, she just seems like a nice person. <laughs> and, like, everybody else is, like, ass in this episode. Because, like, the thing is, none of them are understanding. Like, they don't let Jim try to explain things. Yeah. They're just like, fuck you! Oh, get the <laughs> torches and pitchforks! Yeah. And it's like, okay. Like, this has been, like, all of season six where everybody in the office is an asshole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Jim's wedding, the promotion, yeah. the meeting. Like, everybody has been an asshole this season. Even, like, when Michael fell in the koi pond, it's, like, something you tease somebody about. Yeah. But, like, they were, like, dicks. Harassing yeah. him, yeah. And it's just, like, like, it's a comedy show. Yeah. And when you watch a comedy show, you want to laugh. Yeah. And you want to, like, you want to be entertained. At least, if they're going to do a serious storyline, they can do that. Like, I always go back to the Money episode in yeah. season four or three. Three, I think. Three, I think. Where, like, they did some very serious stuff, and it was awesome. And yeah. they knocked it out of the park. This is one where it was just like, let's do cringe for cringe shit. Cringe sake. Yeah. And it cringe. just it just didn't fire for me. It just didn't work. It was just like, okay, everybody's an asshole. Everybody's miserable. Everybody fucks up. Yeah. It, you, like, you don't... And especially with the the ending, is Dwight and Ryan doing a Satan's pact to destroy, <laughs> Jim, to destroy Jim's life. You're just like... All right. Like, See, now, there's I no happy ending. I'm not gonna lie. Watching it, I gave it a 3.1. But after what made listening, you redo it? when we were just re or well, when you were Recapping rehashing it? it, I laughed so much. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm. This is hilarious. You know how often that happens? Where like, yes, I, but I don't change my score. No, often. I had sometimes. Uh, today I, do. I had to because I don't feel like a 3.1. I laughed enough. Or, I don't feel like a 3.1, I laughed too much for it to only be a 3.1. I get that. I don't know. This is one where, like, I didn't know what, like, it had a reputation coming in, so I knew what to expect. I never saw it. Yeah. But I knew what to expect. I was like, okay, it's going to be cringy. Yeah. And it is. (laughs) It is. Yeah, it absolutely is. I'm not saying that. But the cringe didn't exist for a reason, like dinner party. Yeah. Like oh, I like dinner party. Pa- I like dinner party a lot more than this one, and I didn't like dinner party. <laughs> so like dinner, dinner party is perfection. It had a reason to exist. This one had no reason to exist, especially because next week we're gonna pick up with the exact same uh, long term story that we yeah. had before this. Like I said, I have no problem with throwaway episodes. This is, are, yeah, standalone. They're fine. The standalones are fine. This one just didn't have a reason to be a standalone other than pushing the envelope to make the yeah. viewer I just feel see, weird. Uh, Mindy Kaling being like, guys, 
Let's make Michael Scott the worst human being in the world. And they, they did it. <laughs> they fucking did it. Yep. So that might be our biggest golf in scores that yeah, we've ever I think had. So. So. Well, Kevin, do you have anything else you want to bring up on Scott's top? <sighs> you know, this might be like dinner party where in f- future episodes, if stuff comes into my head, I'll just go <laughs> off on it. Be like, let me tell you what. But right now, <laughs> I, I want a Scott's top t shirt, though. <laughs> they look pretty sweaty. I like the color, right? The baby blue, like the yeah. Charger. But uh, otherwise, I got nothing to talk about right now. I think I've. I've uh, vomited un- all of you. Yeah, I've unloaded the on. chamber on this one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, that's all we have for today. Next week, we have season six, episode 13, Secret Santa, and episode 14, The Banker. Yep. But before we leave you, we'll just once again put ourselves over. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast or via email at Brother Sister Rewatch at gmail.com. And Kev, where can they find us? You can find us on any podcatcher app, such as Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor. Anchor. Yeah, listen to us on Anchor and whatnot. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can find us on the Ginny Position podcast feed, as well as other great shows that you will have a good time listening to there. And absolutely, share the show around, please. Uh, friends, family, acquaintances, whoever. We would really appreciate you helping us grow the show even more. Absolutely, guys. All right, well, thanks so much, and we'll catch you on the next one. You know it's up to you. You always have an option to choose what you want to do. Take control.